My guess is very few people on their 2021 Advent calendar thought we would wake up Monday morning and be talking about tornadoes in Naperville and Woodbridge. Right? There is something I didn't think was one of the options, you know? Earthquake is next. Come on. It's got tsunami. I mean, (laughs) seriously, at this point. Would, what would you? What Nothing. wouldn't you believe? Godzilla could come. Martian right, we invasion. Yep. We are making fun of it only because, thankfully, it appears there was no loss of life. Although I know somebody uh, is still in, in, in critical condition in a hospital, having been transported. But tornado, singular tornadoes, possibly plural. Judy, uh, I mean, s- some houses were wiped out. Oh my gosh! If you when you see the pictures, the damage is incredible. They they have confirmed a large and extremely dangerous, as we know, tornado. Um, the touchdown in Woodridge, so uh, Woodridge, a kind of a smaller community, about thirty thousand people. I, I, they have something like a hundred and thirty homes that were damaged. Ten homes, some very structurally right? unsound. Wow. Various, very. I mean, some had the. Roofs ripped off of them. Some were demolished. Some were, you know, you're down to the, the I call the concrete slab again, you know. Yeah. So I live about 10 miles south of Woodridge. Wow. And even closer to, to Naperville, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the sirens were. Oh, you heard the sirens. Well, oh, my. I was up all night. The storm was incredible. We. Um, so you got a lot of wind and rain or. Yeah, a lot of wind, rain, yeah, really downpours and the wind and the the lightning was what was really freaky. Okay. It was nonstop. Yeah. It was flashing non I, I don't think I've ever seen lightning like that. You know, usually you had the lightning and then you have the thunder roll. Sure. No, it was nonstop. Constant. You're constant. right in the middle of it. Yeah. So first I heard the, uh, and I happened to be sleeping in the basement, which was convenient for me, <laughs> not so much for my daughter who was upstairs. So <sighs> I heard the siren in the distance. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? So I had to, by the time I walked upstairs, our siren was going off. So, I mean, their sirens were going off in all the suburbs, yeah. everywhere. Um, and, yeah, and then it went off for, well, quite a while. I mean, I'm, they're saying, Nick, I think that that uh, tornado was on the ground for almost a half hour. Wow. It's it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, about a, a swath, if you will. I, I only say thankfully because it appears that it was maybe a... F2, F3, somewhere in that range. They go up to the fives, I know, you know, that uh, from the the scale of tornadoes, if you will, thankfully on the lower end of it. But there were tornadoes from, like, Alabama to Chicago. I yeah. mean, there was a, a line of tornadoes, basically, that went across the United okay, States. I, I didn't know, realize we were in the uh, tornado alley. But this is news to me. Uh, no, this Northern is not the tip. first tornado we've had. But we've you had... people have lied to me about Chicago. <laughs> yeah. oh, did we not mention the tornadoes? Left, you completely every, left tornadoes yeah, out. Every oh, year. Windy City. Yeah, every oh. year we seem to have more and more. We There were, you know, when I grew up in Chicago, I don't ever recall a tornado. I'm sure yeah. there were some like, here I and there. I remember hearing about, like, the one in Plainfield a right. long well, time to ago. The West, yeah. Back in yeah. the day, out, people had the T-shirt, yeah. I survived the yeah. great yeah. tornado of 83 yeah. or something. to the West, Ottawa, those areas, were those, those were people. used to, the, but not this close to Chicago. Anywhere yeah. where there's a trailer park, I know there's always they a good always chance of a tornado. Always. God, hey. Claudette, mm. the one coming up, yeah, which could be a which could be a hurricane again. Apparently, it's in the middle there. Hmm. So wow. So what are you saying? It's not over. It's never it, over. It better it's be over. over. I don't want to have that it's night never. again. Um, I guess technically you, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be silly, but have you guys ever actually been in a tornado itself? I mean, like, no, thank really? God. Really? Okay, so I'm. 
I have. Of course you have. Uh, <laughs> hit by lightning. Tsunami's everything. the only thing I haven't been in. The only natural disaster I can think well, of. Well, last year when we had a bad one in the western suburbs, I, it went over us. Yeah. We were so huddled I, in the basement, yeah. but we it missed us by a street. Mm. I, was, I was driving. Mississippi or Alabama, they're the same to me. Hell, most of Louisiana is. Driving along the 10 freeway. And saw it coming. And I was like, whoa. I, I think that's a tornado. And I don't know what came over me. I, I, I'm not usually that smart, but I was like, there's an, a freeway uh, overpass, yeah, underpass thing. Yeah. And so we went and parked underneath that, got out of the car, and then like, climbed up that little concrete embankment to get like right underneath the bridge. That's what you're supposed to do. Well, I don't... I'm, I have no idea, yeah. I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. I was like, this is literally the only structure... And it went almost directly over us. And have you ever heard them people say it sounded like a freight oh, train? Oh, yeah. It does sound like a freight it train. It sounds like a freight that, train. Like, then did, yeah. did it get silent? Like, all of a sudden, like, it got, okay, so it was really loud. And then it got quiet. And that meant we were in the eye of it. Oh, and then it got, and you know what I'm again. saying? And then it kind of, you know, there was like this, this little bit of a lull. And then, oh, it was something else. It's like it's wow. dead silence and kind of green. Like nothing is the moving, sky, nothing is was, moving, and you're like, uh oh. Well, and yeah. because this was what eleven eleven thirty last night, roughly, a lot of people might have been asleep. It woke the sirens woke you up, if mm-hmm. you will. Sirens woke me up, yeah. But the um, uh, I was in Iowa when I had another tornado, Jeez. and the sky turned the weirdest colors I've ever because yeah. it was during the day. It's like I, green, uh, it's green, green and reds. Yeah, and I was like, what the heck? And you know, like the locals. Guy from Arizona. Yeah. The locals are scattering, and I'm like, we should get pictures of this guy. Look at that. You don't see that color every day. And they're like, see, I think the scariest thing is the stillness. It's so still that you know something's coming. It's eerie. Yeah. Yeah. Then you just, yeah, that's when you run to the basement and preferably under the stairs. I would say, I think the only saving grace, and I wish I understood the system better, is that there is a series of of warnings and that these these sirens can go off and it hopefully gave people a chance to find shelter or or whatever. But what did you do, Cheese? I mean, I stayed in my, well, I live in an apartment on the second floor now. On the second floor, yeah. I don't have a basement anymore. Nothing bad can happen to you up there. You're good. Yeah, but they should have a place for you to go, right? I probably should have gotten the bathtub, yeah. And I think instead of the overpass now, Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, I but I know. feel like they changed it in the, just the recent years, and now it's like better to like get out and go in a ditch if you can. And, yeah, but and again, I was land. driving along the I-10. Jump out a, of your car and go in a ditch. Everywhere, and I'm like, there's nothing out here. I would have been clueless, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing out here. I just said, stay away from trailer parks. That much I knew. Stay <laughs> That's away. where it's headed. Because I just know if there's a trailer park where it's like a magnet for yeah. tornadoes. It doesn't smash those. It just picks those up. It picks them up, tosses them around. Moves them, yeah. yeah. Move to a better neighborhood. We make a little or bit of light state. of it. But again, yeah. there's some people there's waking up this yeah. morning, lost. I mean, oh, no my power. gosh. Picked lost. up cars, yeah, flipped, no flipped cars around through the neighborhood, knocked trees down, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, and, and some aside from demolished. those areas, also a Plainfield, um, Oak Park, and Addison also reported some damage i mean so it was it was yeah, heavy winds will do that addison is yeah yeah addison is right yeah addison's east of me, like right? yeah right to me. that was yeah. quite exactly. a line of storm to say the wow. least yeah to say the least and uh yeah so now do we have sirens downtown <laughs> where would i go They're you, have a shelter you should check because yeah. yeah they must have a shelter i downstairs. don't want to be underneath the building third floor pool boom go to the pool yeah 
Maybe no. they do just say stay and just get away from the windows. And the like Nick said, the bathroom. If you have nowhere else to go, you're supposed to go in your bathroom. I'm on the 23rd flipping floor. I don't think the bathtub is going to save me. Okay. What's going to sit? Yeah, I know. Yeah, by a wall. Yeah, an inner wall. Well, yeah, stay away from the windows. What's going to save you is the lake. Because apparently there's something about the lake that, really? that doesn't. So if you tornadoes. think I'm, I'm going to go jump in the lake happened. at 1130 at night. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying it's going to protect you. like a trick. You. Like, gonna, yeah, the next yeah. day, like, what'd you do? Yeah. Well, Judy told me to go jump in the lake. And everybody's and like, don't wear, ah, and, and don't wear any clothes. Yeah. Run down your that. street naked. Because clothes will, it, they, it attracts tornadoes. Tornadoes overnight all throughout Illinois. Uh, again, we'll, we'll continue to update. Some people waking up this morning just to find out what the damage was. Now as the sun starts peaking up, they get a better idea of what happened. But man, what a crazy 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 weather night it was in and around chicago so maybe you're getting up this morning maybe today's the day maybe this is the monday where you're supposed to go back to work head back to the office we know people are still resistant to it but here's the thing if you're willing to go to restaurants willing to go to stores heck you're willing to get on airplanes why are you not willing to go back to work (laughs) what's the difference we're talking about that next at 890 wls um so I certainly noticed, once again, the levels seem to be rising. More and more people are feeling comfortable enough to come out. They are filling the streets of downtown Chicago. The restaurants. The restaurants are full at times when there didn't used to be people. I, I, I tried to get, okay, dinner on Saturday. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm certainly not going to go at 7, right? There'll be a line around the corner at 7. Yeah. I can't get, when at 5 o'clock? At 5 o'clock. Who's eating dinner at 5? This is like the early bird special, for goodness sakes. <laughs> I went out to lunch Thursday. Lunch. Noonish, one. That's when everybody goes In lunch. my little town, there were like four restaurants. All of them packed. Yeah. I get to remind myself it was a Thursday afternoon. People drinking wine at some of them outside because it yeah, was a beautiful yeah. day. It's yeah, never what, like what that. What used to be like the lunch and the dinner rush, apparently, there's there's rush oh, all the time. Well, people are they're around, right? They're, they're they're not, it's not like they're working at, at the office. They're feeling comfortable. They're going out and about. Uh, I flew this weekend. Planes were packed. Yeah. Again, solid. Not one empty seat anywhere uh, on the airplane. So if people are going out to restaurants, if they're shopping, the Michigan M. Yeah, know, it's got some some hustle and bustle to it again. Thirty seven thousand people at Wrigley yesterday when I was Packed, there. Right, sold Packed. out. Yeah, yep, sold out. They're flying. They're shopping. They're eating out. So why aren't they going back to the office? Mm-hmm. How are you going to explain that one? I don't feel comfortable going back to the office. Well, I mean, you're comfortable going trip, everywhere yeah. else. <laughs> but obviously, the companies are allowing it. I don't understand why the companies are You say they're allowing down. it. I think there's a hell of a lot of debates going on. Well, and maybe they're nervous. Maybe they're being like, oh, they're tiptoeing around because they don't want their employees to leave because we know there's a worker shortage. I asked my sister in law. That's my brother's wife, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. She works for a, a consulting law firm in Washington, D.C. Two weeks. They all have to be back at work. They were not given options. Nice. Go, great. We'll see you guys Monday, 9 a.m. And, it, and, and she said it wasn't stated, but it was implied. If you choose not to come back to work, we take that as your resignation. Okay. Then you're just not going to work here. But we are not allowing the remote working anymore. We are, quote, unquote, getting back to normal. Now, I talked to someone yesterday. Same thing. Two weeks. Has to be back. And she said... I don't know. 
that she's okay. a horrible commute. Okay. And so she's been loving it for the past but, year. Yeah, I was going to say, they and had a she, horrible commute right, a year no, ago, but too. So yeah, that, yeah, that didn't change. There is that, and I think there are probably quite a few people who will not go back. I, and and I think businesses, again, they're, I think they're they're like doing the, uh, you know, there's like a conference room right now, and they're like, okay, going alphabetically. Yeah. What about Bob? You think he's coming back? Yes or no? Green yeah. or red? Okay, green, check. Where's Susie? Where do oh, you think Susie's she is? Definitely. Susie's definitely not coming back. Put a red on that. Like they're, they're right, trying. but now if they have a lot of check marks... You know, they, they might do? have they might what have to reassess do? and because say, well, they're saying, let's we can't push, replace all these people. Let's push it back now till you know, August or September. But if you're one of the ones mm. that says I'm never coming back, I think you should probably go ahead and make an assumption that they might be making a decision as to whether or not you will remain employed there at some point. Yeah, like you're not going to get to dictate to your to your boss uh, to do that. But can I also just a, a little bit here on on we talk about some of the stress and and it was driven home to me. Uh, this weekend, did you say Monday to Friday? Cheese took me to the airport, by the way. Shout out to Cheese. Yeah. Oh, nice. Thank you for the ride. No problem. Anytime. It's on the way home. So I get in, I, I get on the airplane. We're sitting there. Everyone's on. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm your pilot. We're, um, gonna have to get off the plane. This, this plane is not taking off. But we have another plane. Just go to the other gate. All right, you know, you know, is what it is. Yeah. What am I going to do, right? I'd prefer they told me that as opposed to, this plane could crash, we're going to take off anyway. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, all right, fine. We're going to go get on another plane, but still, it's going to delay us. We got delayed by an hour. Yeah. Everybody has to get off, walk all the way across here, but of course, it wasn't anywhere near where we were at O'Hare, all the way to the other side of O'Hare, get on another plane. We get on the plane. The whole time, the flight crew, very sorry, like the flight attendants, appreciate it, sorry for the inconvenience. They're very conciliatory. Let me get on the plane. Uh, Mr. (laughs) Pilot, if you look out the window, you notice a little rain and lightning, and we have a ground hold. So Uh. we cannot take off right now because there's lightning in the area. So it's going to be another half hour or whatever. So anyway, we ended up taking off about an hour and a half, two hours late. Okay? It was driven home to me because the flight attendant, like the lead flight attendant, I I think they have a name, purser or whatever, the senior. Yeah. She gets on the little thing, and she goes, I just want to thank all of you. And she said, you know, it's been a little stressful this morning, switching planes, weather delay. And as she's talking, her voice starts breaking. I can see her and she has tears. And she says, I know you guys have all seen the videos of people acting poorly on planes and taking it out on the flight, on the staff. I just appreciate you guys for being nice. Oh, my God. And under, and no, I wanted to get up and hug her. I'm yeah. not a hugger. How I'm not going to hug her. Not going yeah. to hug her. Don't no. get me wrong. But I thought about yeah. it. I thought about this lady needs a hug. Like I, it, it drove home to me that you know again I'm I, I worry about things I can control the weather and whether or not the plane breaks out of my level of control so I don't worry about it but I was like wow this this is this is real for them and you know what she was genuinely concerned about all these people behaving badly and stress and all the back you know and mm-hmm. and, and like she she broke down and yeah. she broke down That's thanking sweet. the plane for not rioting <laughs> I thought that was hey. interesting. Right, yeah. it was very sweet. It was touching to us, and, and and again, I just got away from it. Wow, you know, it's been really hard for some people. They and should do that every flight. That's cry? because well, just <laughs> they say thank you for not being jerks, and then maybe thank you for not rioting. That person that might be a jerk next time might think twice about it. Yeah, well, you say that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm I always I, optimistic. It really was driven home to me, and I was yeah. like, well, she. I, I I made a point to thank her on the way out. Tell her that I, in no way, shape, or form, did I blame her for the weather or the broken plane. What wasn't her?
Not you know, fault, yeah. Wasn't your fault. Why like yelling at you? the waiter because your food tastes bad. It's, I didn't cook it. Not me, buddy. Yeah. I just bring it from out there. Yeah, that's not my my gig. All right. Hey, that doesn't mean there isn't time for our criminal of the day, though. All right. Let's make sure we can get to some of that for God's sakes. So, I got to give a, a a bit of a shout out here to Nathan. Rodney Nelson. Why do all criminals have middle names? Why is that? Nathan right. Rodney Nelson. They don't want you to think it's the other No, Rodney another Nelson. Nathan, Nathan Nelson. So he's a, a pretty good thief, but probably not so good at the high-speed getaway part. Here's why I say that. Allegedly. Nelson has spent the last two years stealing golf carts. <laughs> a lot of golf carts. From North Dakota to Louisiana, Nelson is alleged to have pilfered at least 70 golf carts from seven different states, stealing them from golf courses mostly at night and driving them away. I'm going to assume slowly. I'm going to assume you, take, you can only get away so far. Nelson is facing federal charges. Federal charges for transporting the nearly $300,000 in stolen golf carts across state lines for the purpose of reselling them. Presumably the golf course, golf course is missing golf carts. I'm a guy, well, wow. it's going to sell a golf cart, right? So for making golfers walk 18 holes wow. in states for all over the country, you, Nathan Nelson, or the Bruce St. James Show criminal of the day, all suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. <laughs> What a horrific story right here in the loop. You know, this is, this is our backyard, yeah. our hood. A tourist, a, a lady, stabbed, completely random. And maybe that's what makes it even more disturbing. We'll give you the latest on that story and, well, how it continues to paint Chicago. Yeah, all of us mm. in a bad light. That's up next on 890 WLS. Something else uh, over the weekend, which is our, you know, kind of standard fare, is the violence that happens as opposed to doing the... The rundown, it is kind of interesting, Judy. Follow me on this. Some crimes stand out. I would argue, whenever we do the, the rundown, how many people were shot or how many people were killed, like each and every one of those, there's a family, there's parents or children or yeah. brothers and sisters and loved ones who care. They, they, it's a tragedy to them. But something stood out, and I, I know this when... Like the national media latches onto something. And this woman from Maryland, this story got play everywhere, Judy. Right. Well, I mean, if this had happened anywhere, it would be big news, right? It's when a tourist is killed in a big city mm. just walking down the street. So, yeah, it was around 4 o'clock um, on Saturday in the... 4 o'clock in the afternoon. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was going to say, that's important. This 31-year-old woman from Maryland was uh, just walking down the sidewalk in the 400 block of South Wacker. Uh, someone jumped, apparently jumped like out of the bushes, maybe. It was a little park area yeah. or something, yeah. Pulled out a knife, started stabbing the woman. For, for, uh, a, for no, no apparent reason. reason. No. This wasn't... There, there had been word that he maybe took her backpack or purse. Right. So, and now pe police are saying they're pretty sure it was a homeless person. But they still haven't caught this person. No, they have kind of a description. There or there were, may have been a witness or two. They have cameras in the area. But yeah, th the randomness of that is extremely scary. I mean, is, we talk about the shootings. Right? We do. And it's sad and it's terrible. But we know there are going to be shootings every single day, but especially on the weekend. Yeah. We know specifically much where concentrated gonna, in certain yeah, areas. Certain areas. Now, uh, that's not to say we haven't had we had a Understood. shooting on Understood. Lakeshore Drive, on you know, uh, in in Here Michigan, right you know, yeah. Mag Mile. Yeah, it's it happens everywhere, but mostly 
But with this, even surpasses though the ones that we're shocked at, like Lakeshore Drive or you know in Streeterville, because it's just the randomness of it, and it's a it's a tourist that could yeah. be deadly for the city. Well, and speaking of that, so I thought this was kind of interesting, and this was kind of one of the national stories. Downtown Chicago emerges from pandemic, but hobbled by crime wave, and they talk to people who are perfectly, they feel safe going out and about. They want to go to the restaurant, the theaters, whatever it might be, Navy Pier, museums, Mm -hmm. take a picture next to the bean. They want to do that. But in their minds, downtown Chicago is like a war zone. In their minds. Now, I live down here. I don't feel unsafe, but I will tell you, like this stabbing uh, that happened on Saturday. It's right over here. I mean, I don't live far from this. Yeah. It gives me a moment of pause. I'd like to think I am aware. I think being safe, part of it is being aware. Now, that might be exhausting for some people, but when I walk out my front door at 4.15 in the morning, yeah, my head's on a swivel. Oh, yeah. yeah. First thing I do you when I walk be. out is, are there any other people I can see? Okay. And then I'm walking and I'm scan at all times. I'm looking. I'm looking for people that look out of place. I'm looking for people that look suspicious. I'm looking for people making a beeline to me. You, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm aware. But, but. Someone jumping out admit, of the bushes, though. Right. Well, but I, my point is, I, but when I walk around corners, I peek around the corner. I'm, I mean, just when I'm walking down the sidewalk, I don't well, walk. Well, it's 4.15 right, in the morning. Yeah, I don't walk right next to the building either. So if someone was standing on the other side of a corner. Like, I, I walk closer to the street. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I have a little room. Like, I think like that. It's bizarre, I'll grant you, but I think like that. But here's the thing. I think like that at 4.15 a.m. When we leave and go home, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, I don't, yeah, I don't think You're the thinking same. about other things. I, 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 You're I, not, I, yeah. I, but, and I shouldn't. My point is, right. I probably, if this could happen at 4 in the afternoon on a Saturday on Wacker, Right. What, it can why, happen anywhere. Why am I quote unquote safe at yeah. ten thirty over here at Illinois and Columbus? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're absolutely not safe, and it and can I happen to, anywhere. And so it's put that in my head, and I'm disappointed that it's put that in my head because I I like where I live. I like this area. I I enjoy it. But even I look around now and say, well, am, have I have I tricked myself into feeling safer than I am? Do you see what I'm saying? Have I have I convinced myself that it could never happen to me? It wouldn't happen to me. No, but you. Granted, you know, I look like a cop. You know that's part of it. <laughs> well, and you let your guard I down. Know, I have friends yeah. that tell me that. Yeah. You know, they're like, "Don't be scared. You look like a damn cop." You let your guard down when you when there are more people around. Of course, when sure. it's daylight. Sure. You know, of course, when Why you live in a nicer you? area. But yeah, you you know you can't let it paralyze you either you have to just but everyone should be aware people should not be walking around with headphones on or looking at their phone head down on the phone yeah it's ridiculous not Not anymore it sounds not anywhere right absolutely but i i try to be aware i think you have to be aware of your surroundings and what's going on and and listen this i don't know how weird this sounds i don't want to be afraid of homeless people i'm not I, I, I don't want to flinch around them or, or you know. But I, you I, should I, be probably extra aware because. You know what I do? I make, I make is, eye contact. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, probably a good thing. I look at them and I give them a nod. I acknowledge them as people. Like, I don't like to walk by people and pretend they're not there. Yeah. Like, I'll acknowledge them. Hey, what's up? 
There are homeless people, though, and then there are homeless people. You know what yeah. I'm saying? There are the ones where, you know, they, they say They're hi. They there give and you, they got a cup yeah, or something. When someone's walking around talking to themselves, maybe yelling, screaming, little, really little disheveled. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have to, you know, you have to grade it a little bit. Yeah. And obviously this, uh, we don't even, we know nothing because you're right. The guy is still on the loose. Do you guys feel safe downtown? You guys don't live here. So Cheese and Judy, you guys commute in here obviously to work. Yeah. But do you feel, I mean, what is your vibe? Like I live here, so I think my vibe would be different. What is your vibe of, of downtown? I grew up actually in, I know people say they grew up in Chicago and they, you know, sub- I grew up in Chicago in a bad neighborhood and, you know, it, and I, I do feel safe because I am like you. I'm one of those people. I'm always aware. I don't take anything for granted. But I will tell you, I worry about my son living down here. Oh, really? I do. I I, I didn't last year. This year mm. I do. I did not. Well, he lives in Lincoln Park, a nice yeah. area. But, but the cons- I'm worried. Aside from the safety concerns, which are paramount. You know, there's a concern for the businesses. And you're hearing it from business owners yeah. saying, Great, pandemic over. Uh, we don't need to wear a mask. Uh, come on in, eat, shop, whatever. But if people are afraid to come downtown because they think they would be the next victim of somebody jumping out of the shrubs, yeah, yeah. it's going to stop them as well. And there ain't no you know, CDC guideline that's going to make people feel any safer. And when we say tourists, it's not just people from other states or countries. It's people from just the suburbs. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of exactly. people oh, come downtown. Down, I can tell they're, I mean, they're from a, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's this is not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's just a one-time, <sighs> random, God. weird thing that happened. And by the way, poor Chicago, it gets the bad rap. This is happening in all major cities. Yeah, yeah. but it 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 fits a narrative of Chicago is the problem. It, it reinforces a belief that a lot of people have. Do you have a favorite vegetable? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to hang out with one on the weekend, yeah, yeah, we do, but you <laughs> certainly don't. I usually don't, but yeah. I actually, I'm, I'm there's a there's a ranking. They've no. ranked vegetables, if you could imagine that. <laughs> the people that do this stuff, we're going to share you what the America's favorite veggie is coming up next on 890 WLS. There was a a uh, uh, competition. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where this competition was competition. held, <laughs> but uh, Green Giant, you know that company, right? They have declared <laughs> broccoli is America's favorite vegetable. I'm going to call no on that. You're calling shenanigans. No, shenanigans. Really? Come on. I love broccoli. I mean, I like broccoli, but the favorite vegetable? Yeah. Broccoli? Favorite veggie. Okay, first of all, no children were asked about this, obviously. No children were harmed adults. in the making of this. <laughs> now, they break it down by state, and I would tell you, broccoli's number one. In Illinois. I would say it's not quite a close second yet. But corn is making a bit of a comeback. Surprisingly enough, in places they grow a hell of a lot of corn. Wait, what is your, what would you say? I mean, I could buy corn. I mean, corn makes more sense to me. It's not my favorite either. You know what? I like all vegetables, but my absolute favorite is... Potatoes. Zucchini. Oh. I love zucchini. That's bizarre. So broccoli is number one. (laughs) It's a vegetable, Bruce. Broccoli is number one. Carrots and corn. Hmm. I'm talking about the biggest ones. These are the top ones. Any of those but broccoli. This is the annual favorite veggie survey. I think we're all familiar with the annual favorite veggie survey. Oh, yeah. Um, Look forward to it. I actually, so I, I am not a fan of uh, what's that called again? Vegetables, but I, even I can acknowledge 
You don't know what you're missing. Broccoli is my yeah. Broccoli is my part I think of my it's favorite veggie. One that goes really? with the most when you cook. It goes with the most dishes that you mm-hmm. can put into a dish. Yeah, like yeah. it goes well with butter. Goes well if, with if, really good with butter. If cheese. cheese. If it has cheese on it. Oh, I yeah. go. I like broccoli. Don't get me wrong. You seem to be talking a lot of crap about yeah, broccoli. I just, well, I, how can people like it over <laughs> corn or oh yeah, even I don't carrots. like corn. I don't like corn or zucchini. Really? Yeah, carrots make me nauseous. Corn on the cob, you don't mm. like. Come on, I'll have it once a year. Okay, I had it yesterday. It was delicious. I can't. Okay, so <laughs> help me with this. This might require some a psychologist, though. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I should lie down when I explain this, and you guys can psychoanalyze it. I can eat corn on the cob. I can eat it. Yeah. I don't eat it often, but I can eat it. I will not and cannot eat corn off the cob. <laughs> Why? Can't do it. Can't, I don't know. Can't do it. Texture. Can't do it. <laughs> it's, Can't do okay, it. it's the same I thing can, no, on the cob There's and off the cob. When it comes off the cob, Do you know changes. where they get that corn? No, and off I don't want to know. Cob. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> then the other thing is carrots. I can eat carrots if they're soft. I can't eat carrots oh. if they're crunchy. See, I'm oh, the other way. I yeah, like raw totally carrots. The crunchy, I li- it like Gross. triggers a Mushy grag, carrots are the worst. gag reflex or something. I'm like, oh, God, I can't eat that. So you like baby food type carrots? <laughs> I prefer right? everything yeah, in a Gerber jar. There you go. Quite honestly, if it came down Okay, it. soft carrots, yuck. So let's go from that to, all right, so maybe, maybe broccoli's not your comfort food. But we have another group of people. <laughs> who did another survey from the people that do surveys. And they found if you are in a bit of a rut, you are not feeling good, what is your go-to? What is your go-to? And maybe another of these, that while broccoli might have surprised you as the number one favorite veggie, it might not surprise you to find that chocolate, chocolate flavors, everything from food to drinks were the default go-to for people as a bit of a, a pick-me-up, and I will second that emotion. Because oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I, Nutella falls in that category, too. Boom. It's gotta be. It's gotta. It's All I weird. have to say is, duh. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah, of course. Th- three in four people. What percentage is that? That's a lot. 60-something percent. View chocolate as a way to reward themselves. I would go with that. I would go with that. i go, you know what? I deserve a Crunch Bar. I deserve a Kit Kat. Yeah. I walked home. I've had a difficult day. (laughs) I have to walk home every day. It's also (laughs) not going to get home. Cheese won't carry me. I have to. I tried, but it. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate is one of those things just anytime. I eat chocolate every day. Now, I think this is funny. Doesn't everyone? No. I wish I did. I yeah. well. I, I mean, just I, say the, I, I just. I, did, I have a I've, couple of um. You know, M and M's with peanuts every day. How can you just, just a, a couple. Yeah. No, I can't. Because I have them I have, every day. I have a thirty pack of I toffee have, fay in my backpack. I was going to say I could have a bag of uh, okay. Big, I the buy, big, not the little I do. fun size. There's something fun about those yeah. crappy <laughs> little things. They call it They're fun funny. size. Yeah, I know. They're stupid. Not fun. There's eight yeah. bleeping yeah. M and M's in there. That's not. I buy the. I I've I've surpassed the family size. I'm now into the. I don't know group size. Let's go with that platoon. Oh, the Costco bag. The platoon size. I like that. Oh, my That's God. right. Ouch. 55-gallon yep. drum. It's Comes with its own ever. pump. Oh, I should live some. Here, wow. here's, but here might be one of the reasons. Almost 70% of us associate chocolate with health benefits. We have convinced ourselves <laughs> that chocolate 
is good for you. You know what? You, there was that one study once like, you know, dark chocolate helps you. That's enough. That's good. Dark yeah. chocolate was good for, I don't care. Health food. But, so I had eight Hershey bars. I, I'm going to be the healthiest person and on the planet. you know what? I usually swig it down with some wine, which is also good for you. That's what they say. Oh. Right. But again, Red. the Costco size M&M's with three bottles of wine, probably not good for you. <laughs> I mean, daily. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. And Judy, I saw... I, I don't know. It strikes me as slightly, slightly concerning news. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt that while COVID infection rates and deaths are down, things are reopening. This this variant that we call Delta is on the rise and there's a new level of concerns even right here in Illinois. Right. Well, the CDC director is warning that that variant could soon become the dominant strain in the U.S. for those who are unvaccinated. So what does that mean to all of us? If only we had a Dr. Susan Bleasdale from the University of Illinois Infectious Disease Department. Hello, Dr. Bleasdale. Good good morning. Good morning. We sincerely appreciate you getting up early and helping us understand a little bit more about the Delta variant. How concerned are you, as someone who literally works in the infectious disease world, of this this new variant, the one that appears to be growing quicker? Well, you know, I think we have to remember that as things are opening up in Illinois and the cases are going down, this is wonderful news. But it's not over. That's what everyone needs to remember is that the pandemic has not ended and we need to keep a close eye on what's happening, not just in the United States, not just in Illinois, but across the globe. And this Delta variant is of concern. It's most relevant for people that have not been vaccinated. So as things have opened up, you know, if you are not vaccinated, you still need to be cautious. For those that are vaccinated, there is some increased risk with this Delta variant, but um, not not nearly as much as if you are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And that we, we really need to try to, to prevent this Delta variant from taking hold and causing another surge so that it um, it doesn't doesn't cause further closures and and um, hospitalizations like we have had uh, over the last year. You know, I know there are a lot of people who have had COVID and recovered who aren't getting the vaccine because they say that they've already had COVID. Are they at risk with this Delta variant? They are, um, depending on when um, they were infected, especially if it was early on in this pandemic. It is uh, not not likely that they will be protected from natural immunity. Um, they do. They tested and they evaluated people that had had uh, the infection, whether or not they would be able to respond to the Delta variant. And it looks like those that were infected, again, early on with other variants, uh, will not be as well protected. And so it is still recommended that even though you were infected with the virus, that you get vaccinated because it um, will have some enhanced protection. It may boost your immune system and be more effective against these newer variants compared to natural immunity. We're talking to Dr. Susan Bleasdale, the Medical Director of Infection Prevention and Control at UI Health. And Dr. Bleasdale, I mean, we've all become, well, we're not experts, although we all think we're getting to be a little bit more experts on infectious diseases over the last year and a half. Um, 
how as someone who you know this is your wheelhouse. This is this is what you the, the degrees on the wall uh, confirm your uh, expertise in this. These variants, as a doctor in infection prevention, for goodness sakes, how concerned are you about these variants and and maybe variants that we're not even aware of yet? Well, I think you know the the Delta variant. It's named you know in the the Greek alphabet, you know Alpha, Beta, Gamma, and so we have Delta that's there. And uh, you know there are probably many more variants and many more to come. Um, I think we have to be cautious. We we've seen in the UK that they've had to slow their reopening because the Delta variant has become predominant. Oh. The the, the issue, though, that we've seen is that the number of people that are getting infected with the Delta variant tend to, tends to be younger people because they focus their vaccination, just like we did initially, on the older population. And the older population appears to be protected. And it's, it's so important that we get everybody <clears throat> vaccinated and, and address questions of, of why people are waiting to get vaccinated, because that's really how we're going to get ahead of this pandemic. Dr. Blisio, what is it about the Delta uh, variant that is so concerning? Well, it, it appears to spread easier than the original virus that circulated. And so um, that's part of this, is that it can be spread more easily to more people at one time. And then it also may have some increased severity of illness when people do become infected. And so that's going to increase the risk of being hospitalized and um, of dying of the infection. And then it also appears to be somewhat less responsive to some of our treatments, the monoclonal antibodies. Some of the monoclonal antibodies that we have available, the Delta variant is not as responsive to that. And then, of course, you know, the vaccine, there is less response with our current vaccines than the the first uh, strains and the earlier variants that we saw. However, um, it is still higher with the, the, they're called the mRNA, the messenger RNA vaccines, which is Pfizer and Moderna. It looks like the protection is over 80%. And uh, Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca vaccine, it looks like they're over 60%. So that's still, um, still good protection, but not as high as the original um, strains where we were at 95% for some of that. Yeah. Dr. So, Blee, Dr. Blee, so I want to I want to shift gears just a little bit then from this as we kind of look at the bigger picture of how things are going from from your perspective. Are you comfortable with the reopening of things? Are the numbers proving out, if you will, that a relaxing of maybe some of the regulations, uh, uh, capacity limits, mask rules, whatever? Are you comfortable with the way things are, are moving forward? Well, you know, I think. Yeah, yes and no. And I think that it, <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, I think this is good. I think it, it's time to open up. It's time to get back to some activities with caution. But I think that people need to understand what this really means. You know, this opening up and the lack of distancing is really for people that are vaccinated. And you need to be be careful, especially if you are not vaccinated, who you are around and who you take your mask off with, because you are still vulnerable. And for people that don't have full protection from the vaccine, if their immune system is compromised, they need to be exceptionally careful. And it appears, you know, the numbers are going down. The vaccine is um, is effective, and we have lots of people that are continuing to get vaccinated. But we need to be cautious. We need to watch the numbers. Right now, 
you know, things have just opened up. We just need to continue to watch these cases. And, and the most important is for those that are not vaccinated to be cautious because COVID is not gone. You know, I've, I've been around others that are like, oh, isn't this wonderful? COVID's over. <laughs> and it's, it's not over, unfortunately. Oh. But we're trying to get back to our, our previous activities in a safe way because we have things like vaccination. But if you are not vaccinated, masks and distance are highly effective in preventing transmission. Thank you so much for your time today. We sincerely appreciate it. She's Dr. Susan Bleasdale, the Medical Director of Infection Prevention and Control at the University of Illinois Health Department. Thank you very much for that. I, 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 you know, what I, what I hear is kind of some of the what story we've, we've been, been hearing, hearing from all day along, one, right? Yeah. I, my concern is, you know, and I, not, not to be the alarmist is, okay, so here's what we know about the Delta variant. It's it's a little more uh, um, aggressive. Thank you. Yeah. There's the terminology than maybe the original one. So that's the del- that's the fourth one. Delta, Ugh. alpha, beta, delta. Yeah. What's alpha, e? beta, gamma, delta? What's e? Epsilon. Is the epsilon going to be worse? F. I forgot my Greek alphabet. Yeah, fox trot. Thank you. But you see what I'm saying? Like we make the assumption that it gets better. But nature and our science might say, well, you know, it could get worse. And that's the only thing. And to bolster her argument, um, you know, the states that are seeing the highest cases now of Delta are the ones that have the lowest um, cases of people being vaccinated. Shocking, right? Oh, yeah, well, I who'd mean, have, who'd have thunk well, that? You know what? It was a little bit different before. We could say, hey, this this state was wide open and we weren't. Yeah. And we had, but now the numbers are really showing. They're their starting true to catch colors. up to, to yeah. reality of. The vaccinated, the unvaccinated, and how the the virus can uh, can hit somebody. I race with a guy. Uh, um, one of the guys I race with out in California. He's also a, a, a deputy sheriff. Yeah. But he posted something on on Facebook. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Ooh. Then it's uh, I, this was on a Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday. Okay, it's get a little serious. Having some trouble going to the hospital. Saturday's on a ventilator. In ICU, five days later, in intensive care, to the point that he said, I wasn't sure I was going to come out of the hospital. This guy is healthy. You look at him, he's he's 30-something years. I mean, he's not, um, you know, comorbidities, this, that, and the other, a race car. I'm like, what? What? I mean, bam, it can happen fast. It can happen fast. So, thankfully, he's recovering, but he's at home, and he says, you know, still have trouble breathing. Who knows what the long-term effects are, and I just, uh, I hope Jeff, uh, Jeff gets better, gets better quickly. How much over asking price are people offering for houses? How can this be sustainable? The housing market right now, how can it continue along this path? Some amazing stories from all over the country and our own backyard. So, you know, I, I, uh, I was watching a video. It was like a selfie video. Do you know what I'm saying? The guy mm-hmm. took, and he's a, a real estate, uh, a, a realtor in San Francisco of all places. And he, had some paperwork in his hand, and he said, he goes, do you want to know how crazy the San Francisco real estate market is right now? He said, I'm currently going to put an offer on a home for a for a client at $1 million over asking price, and I don't think we're going to get the house. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And if you see this what? house... It's just it's a cute house. It's got a great view, actually. No, but that's not this one. That's plenty of them. Oh, that, that's happening. That's ha- if you aren't offering over asking price, forget it. Why'd you show up?
Yeah. Why are you here? Oh, yeah, you're right. This one I'm looking at, it was listed at one, $1.15 It sold in two weeks for $2.3 Double the asking price. In cash. Cash. Oh. Cash, by the way. That's how they got that. I, I admit that what I don't know about the housing market would fill a very large house. Yeah. How is this sustainable? Now, here's what's different. I know that here's a big difference from, you know, the big housing crash we had, 07, 08. Mm -hmm. Here's the difference. You just mentioned it, Judy. People are showing up with cash. Cash. C-O-B, cash on the barrelhead. I'll take that house right now. Start counting out hundreds. Where before, it was people with no job, no provable income, were were borrowing a half a million dollars to buy a house and then suddenly couldn't make the payments. So this is different, but it's not necessarily different better because it is still artificially inflating the market in some way, shape, or form. A million dollars over asking is... On a million dollar house. (laughs) On a million dollar house, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, "That's that's a hell of a market. That's crazy. It is crazy. I'm they, telling you, Judy, I think you should sell. I know. I'm just saying. Do it. Where am I going to go? It does, it, I was just at my dad's you're yesterday. You're going to fall I asleep was, on a huge <laughs> bed of money is what you're yeah, going to do. Know. You'll be okay. I, I was Put at my, in the Motel 6. I was at my dad's for Father's Day, and I was like, oh, he's got two extra rooms here. But there you go. No. No, no can, no can mm. do. I, I just say it. I, you know, there may never yeah. be a better time. There could, may never be a better time. I could live in the forest time. preserves for a year. There you go. Because I can't buy. That's the thing. It's a great time to sell, but I'm not paying a million dollars over. So, right. But if someone wants to offer you for that for your house, right. get out while the getting's good. Yeah. But you got to go somewhere. You rent. can't just I, I'm rent. Renting. It's hard to I'm rent. Rent. No, it isn't. There's counting. Mm, I guess maybe in there's Chicago. There's 20 of them in my building. You can rent right now. I'm glad I I sold in March. Now, I may not have sold my house at the top of the market, but I sold it for a hell of a lot more than I paid pretty for penny, it. Pretty penny, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Not quite double, but pretty damn good. And I'm like, I'm I'm sitting this out. I think that water will find its own level again, and there'll be a, a good time. So I just put that money away for right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. Nice. There may never be a better time. Hey, we've got a check of the headlines on the way. And then back on the other side, it's Amazon Prime Day. Woo! Uh, Nick, keep your wife away from the computer. I'm telling you right now, just go, yep. and, go and unplug the router. <laughs> just absolutely. There's no Wi-Fi in the house today, honey. Don't know what to tell you. Go ahead. She'll Oops. find a way. Just, we probably um, won't be able to hear Nick then if he did. If we did that, you're right. <laughs> now you know what? Nick would say a small price to pay. A small <laughs> price to pay. But that means there's also some scams going on. Out there tell you what we'll talk to the better business bureau our friends over there yeah. but how to avoid prime day scams coming up next on 890 wls happy amazon prime day is that a thing can we I say happy not. i don't yes. know we are shopping i do i will grant you that uh, i do find it somewhat humorous and i try not to be led around by the nose by companies uh that create shopping holidays cyber monday black friday i'm like those are shopping holidays yeah like what a great Somebody at Madison Avenue, yeah, some great ad agency. Oh, they're flying around in a jet. They're, they got a they got a raise. I'm like, how about that? What if we created a holiday? Follow me on this, where people go out and buy crap. I like where you're going with this, Steve. What do you think? <laughs> let's let's go around the room. I don't know. We'll just call it Black Friday. I love it. Boom. Hey, we'll get people to camp out. No, seriously, this is amazing. <laughs> you're doing, and so the folks at Amazon are like, well, we we can't miss out on that. Yeah. 
So let's just pick a random bleeping Monday in June, and we'll have Amazon Prime Day, where you can buy more stuff online. And let's make it two days. Why not? Genius. Amazon Prime Days. (laughs) I saw something. uh, uh, Amazon now accounts for some ungodly number. All of it. 70%, nearly 70% of all online sales go through Amazon. Second place was Walmart. At 7%. Wow. Crazy. Just to give you some scale out there that, that Amazon dominates the uh, the online business. But because of that, it means we also could be susceptible to some scams. Joining us right now, he is the CEO of the Illinois Better Business Bureau. He's there to protect you, Steve Burnus. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. What is the thing I need to be concerned about on Amazon Prime Day? I'm looking at some earbuds right now. Ooh, these look like I should need these. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Good too. They're cheap. They're 30% off. There you go. You're losing money. Me to take them. You're losing money if you uh, don't buy them. What is the concern uh, as far as scamming goes, Steve? Well, it's only six months to Christmas, so basically <laughs> what's happening <laughs> is that these... Uh, the scammers know where the people are going, and people are buying on Amazon, you said, in great numbers. The scammers want to capitalize on that buzz and trick shoppers, and it's thinking that's their website, and uh, they're sending out phishing emails, which is trying to grab information about your account or your delivery mis- has been misplaced, and they need, need some information from you. And then there's companies with misleading advertisements and look-alike websites. So with Prime Day, we've seen a big problem last year, and I can only imagine this year as the sales are increasing online, the number of scammers who will be out there to try to take advantage of the situation. Whoa. Steve, we're only so smart. How are we supposed to know when it's not right? There is well, a... actually looking. Actually, looking at the URL itself, and don't click on links. Go to the site directly. So, you know, Amazon is not going to call you up and tell you that your, <laughs> you know, your package is uh, misdelivered, but we need your account number to get into your account. They have that information. Send us a gift card, and we'll yeah. tell you where it is, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Unconventional payment methods is a big one, and people do that all the time really? now with gift cards. Uh, yeah, because they say, oh, you get a better discount if you buy with a gift card. So please go out and get a gift card or one of those pre-debit cards and scratch it off in the back and give me the number. And then they steal it within minutes. So oh there's God. just so many scammers out there, especially on the Amazon day. And there's other retailers joining in today as well, like Kohl's and Target and others. So the scammer knows that and will try to trick you. So it's getting to the point where we say not to even click on those links that you get in your emails and uh, your text messages because you don't know where they're going and they can go to nefarious sites where they can you know steal your identity put spam on your computer access your camera uh, access your bank account information and hold it sometimes hostage so Um, it should be called prime scary days i was gonna say (laughs) okay what about steve what about coupons though because i use that like that honey is that okay Oh yeah i've seen that yeah and how are you supposed to know it just pops up every time you did install well, yeah. it on your computer, by the way. It doesn't oh, pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. You got to trust the retailer itself. So if you go into those well-known retailers, that's fine directly. But make certain that you're getting these coupons. They're truly legitimate. A lot of times, uh, those retailers will be, you know, spoofed in their own coupons, and they don't even send out the coupons. And people go into the stores and realize it doesn't work or online. It's just got to trust in the retailers. Be careful of clicking on those links, those ads you get, because. Those ads can take you to a different sites. So you got to make sure it's that specific retailer and look at that URL 
and make sure it's coming from them directly because in the old days, Judy, you couldn't tell, you know, you can you could tell rather by the misspellings and the grammar. Oh, yeah, it was mm-hmm. so easy. Now yeah. it's so hard. Nigerian no. princes I, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on to them. It's it's out. There's so much scams out there, but report a scam too that are a better business beer. I can't stress that enough. I think too many times we see scams and we look the other way or say nobody oh. will fall for that. But they will. So we devised a scam tracker that keeps track of scams all across all across uh, North America. So, so what am I supposed okay, so, no, I, And I, Steve, I didn't know. Again, we're talking to Steve Burnus, CEO of Illinois Bitter Business Bureau. So I get one of these emails, and I'm like, give me a break. I'm not sending you a gift card. No, my whatever. The, I know it's a scam. What do I do with that? How do I get it to you guys so that we can alert more people? What do I f- literally do? Well, before you buy or you hire, you should always go to bbb.org. So go to our website, and under Scam Tracker, you can put that scam in there. And then others will see that scam. They can specifically go to a specific neighborhood and see who's scamming that, what scam is happening in the neighborhood all across the country as well. So if you see something in Florida, you can look at the, at the Florida office and see what kind of scams they're uh, working on. So I think too many times people look the other way, and they only put scams out of business is not to give them your business. Mm. There's not enough law enforcement in the in the world that can stop these scams, and I've been doing this for 34 years. I you know I started when I was 32, uh, three months old, so uh, <laughs> yeah, very young. Um, so, but you really you can't you can't put these scams out of business. You're, you just got to stop giving your money because they continue on. That's why they keep growing because you're seeing more and more scams because more and more people are falling for it. Unfortunately, Bruce. Yeah, I mean, I want to transition a little bit only to to pay attention to and acknowledge the horrific weather uh, that we had, the tor- tornado touching down. And as tragic as that is, people losing their, their homes, their cars, their, their possessions, this also opens up a door for scammers. It actually does. they got the, what we call storm chasers. Actually, I live in Naperville, so I'm south of the, the, oh, wow. the tornado to touch down. So I feel sorry for those people in that area. But you'll get start, start getting you know, contractors from my state. They all start you know, jumping in their vans today and start heading this way because all the good contractors are busy right now because normally they're busy anyway. Now put on a tornado and damaging winds, so they're not going to be any of any time. So consumers try to find anybody they can to repair their roofs. You know trees or whatever it may be, and they just don't do any research on these contractors. Wow. I don't, you know, I don't care how fast you need this work done in your house. It's imperative that you please do the research on them. And the one tip, Bruce, that we tell everybody: if you don't find any information on them on web or anywhere, that's not a good sign. Sometimes because <laughs> they could have created that name this morning, and uh, they have to have a track record. And obviously, the Better Business Bureau is a referral agency too, so we can you can find businesses you can trust through the BBB website as well. Well, and I think that a lot of times, too, they should be calling their insurance companies and they can get referrals from that way, too. Exactly. Uh, insurance companies as well. But sometimes you get you know referrals that are bad as well. So you still have to track the track record on them. And uh, obviously, the, the Better Business Bureau has a lot of information on storm chasers and what to look out for and, and good companies to do business with and find business you can trust. BBB.org is the place. You know it. Steve Burnus, CEO of Illinois Better Business Bureau. Thank you very much for not only the prime day scams, but some of these weather-related weather chasers, weather chasers uh, yeah. storm chasers, Thanks, if you will. That's that's great. Um, we know that that violence is an issue here. One of the solutions a lot of people say is, well, we need more police. We need more police on the streets. But the number of police is going in the other direction, too, as in fewer of them. Oh. It's Bruce Judy Cheese joining us in studio. He is Alderman Ray Lopez.
outspoken. I think you're outspoken. Do you think you're outspoken, Alderman Lopez? I, I, I was going to say, because I, I, I well, see Well, that's you. one way to keep me from being yeah, outspoken. Exactly. <laughs> and we shut him up, so moving yeah. on. Yeah, no, but Alderman Lopez. Lightfoot, thanks you. Yeah, <laughs> joining us. Yeah, because, well, you, you are... Um, I think you're brutally honest in some cases where other people may try to dance around the edges. You come out and call it the way you see it. Yeah, I, I've never been one to sugarcoat things. I just call a spade a spade. And Here we go. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, then well, something, cookies. Something that we, we've talked about this this morning was, again, you know, on any Monday morning, you kind of run through the violence numbers and we had that horrible stabbing of a, 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 a of a tourist in downtown. And you combine it with... The issues of police retirements, like this is going the wrong way. If I understand it correctly, police retirements have already exceeded the number from like 2018. Mm. And by the way, we're halfway through the year and it could become the largest ever. And they're not replacing them as quickly as they're losing cops. This becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, Alderman. Yeah, it's like a chicken or the egg kind of scenario where... You know, we've seen time and again, even since the last time I've been on the show, there have been at least 100 people who've been shot How crazy since the last that? time I was here talking that, about that. It was this. only a couple weeks ago, by the right. way. Yeah. And, you know, we had the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade this weekend, you know, in a city of neighborhoods that likes celebrating its heritage. You know, we had that couple, that young man and his girlfriend, one, he's dead, she's critically injured, just trying to celebrate being Puerto right. Rican, being who they are. And you're right, you know, we've had probably going to have the highest turnover in the police department in the city's history. You know, we're not getting the recruits that we need to keep up with attrition, and we're not cranking out new officers out of the academy. And it just begs the question, you know, how much is it going to take before people start waking up, before politicians, the mayor, the rest of my colleagues start standing up and saying, look, we've got to right this ship because we're going, we're heading for the cliff. Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, even more worrisome is we know there aren't that many police officers. So the criminals, of course, know they have to. Oh, there aren't. Yeah, I mean, they go. I've heard from so many officers now. They they can't. They just can't go on the calls. They call for no. backup. They don't. They don't come. Now the criminals know that they can. They know they can get away with so much more. Every time there's an advancement or news about the police, the criminals, gangbangers, they're all testing the perimeters. They know what they got to do to try and test us and our abilities. You know, when we got shot spotter, they were blowing off fireworks to see if. The police could actually detect the difference between fireworks or bullets. Really? Wow. They, they've, they've been doing that for years. They wow. see that we are running low on manpower with the mayor pulling people from the districts to come downtown. And what they do then is now the uh, gangbangers are testing the 911 system and listening on their scanners, which they all have on their cell phones, to see how many calls are being canceled out because of lack of manpower. So they know when the weak spots are there. They know like where the pro- weaknesses are. Probing the, the defense, if oh, you will, yeah. finding out where it's I mean, it's like an all-out war. It really right. is. Well, again, Alderman Ray Lopez is in here joining us in studio as we talk about that. And, and, and so if we know that Chicago police retirements are up, if we know that recruiting's an issue... I'm, I mean, this is stupid, but what is the solution? How, how how do you do something different with this? Is this strictly a money issue? You know, it's not a money issue. That's the sad part. You know, the city council budgets for all of these officers. The yeah. mayor is just refusing to allow the academy to open up and expand in a safe way coming out of COVID to bring in more bodies. You know, we used to be able to get 100 recruits in a month and get them trained. Now we're down to like 30. And so, that's COVID-related, that you're was, saying? A lot of that was COVID-related, but okay. we've also still stuck with that, too. And we have a lot of capacity in our city to be able to expand beyond the academy, to sure. use, you know, we saw the recon, the 
the restructuring of McCormick Place for a, for a hospital for six months that yeah. nobody used. You know, why don't we use that for an academy that's just spaced out? But we don't want to do that because this is like a backdoor effort to defund the police by saying, well, since we don't have enough officers, now we can start pulling back because we don't need all of them. You know, last budget, she eliminated 614 police officer positions, citing the fact that we couldn't fill them. Well, of course we can't fill them if you're not letting them in the academy. Again, talk about self-fulfilling prophecy. So I have a question. And and listen, I've never had a chance to... to speak with Mayor Lightfoot. I've never been in the same room as her. Hey, me too. We've asked nicely. <laughs> uh, but she acknowledges this as an issue. This, I mean, I can't imagine there's anybody that thinks the issue of violence, the numbers, the stories we hear is okay. And it's having an, a ripple effect. We know it affects downtown businesses. We know that, that it affects the image of Chicago. Everyone has to be aware of that, don't they? Well, one would think everyone has to be aware of it, but we've seen where the mayor just a week or so ago said the real issue isn't violence, it's racism. And yes, racism is bad. Yes, we know that we have a historical issue with racism in this city, but not one of the 200 plus people killed was because of a racist issue. Right. There's a clear difference between the two, and we're failing to acknowledge that because it's easier to fight that amorphous enemy of racism than confront the very real, tangible enemy of gangs in our city. And I'm thankful that, you know, my colleagues and I are going to take a stab at it because it's a big problem. But you got to start somewhere. So Alderman uh, O'Shea, who I believe has been on the show before, Tabaris Napolitano and I and others are going to be introducing an ordinance Wednesday that takes the offenses committed by minors or a uh, municipal part of the municipal code and starts putting fines and penalties towards parents you for their children. That, yeah, so that will parents be parents accountable Wednesday. for their kids. Yep. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, so many times the parents are also, for lack of a better word, criminals too. I, yep. you know, we hope that works. We hope that has because that seems to be really the root cause. No punishment right. from Alderman, the parents or from the system. Alderman Lopez, thank you for your time today. Thank you, guys. Take care. Listen, I, we want you to succeed. I, I, I want Chicago to succeed. Do you Absolutely. know what I'm saying? But it feels like if we can't even come to an acknowledgement on what the problems are, how are you going to be able to solve it? You it's know? a good way not to be responsible either. Ugh, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. So I will acknowledge that uh, I have done a lot of crazy things. I, I um, uh, There is certainly an argument that um, I've already beat the over-under. I've cheated. I don't know how many lives you're supposed to be given, but I've probably used up a lot of them. One. Right you now. just get one. You do only one. Are you sure about mm-hmm. that? So I've I've uh, uh, certainly gambled with it a few times. Although I got to say, I don't know if I've gotten near a world record yet. Can I give you this? A Nebraska man. Ready? <laughs> Set a world record. Guinness Book of World Records. First off, didn't know this was something that would count. But he set the record for most skydive jumps in 24 hours. Hold on a second. The most naked skydiving jumps in 24 hours. He jumped out of a plane 60 times in 24 hours, (laughs) but naked. That's got to be cold. Oh, my God. I hadn't even thought of that part. I thought of other things. You went with the cold. (laughs) Yeah. At least he had on his safety equipment. That may have helped a little bit. Well, I'm assuming he had a parachute on. I mean, I, I'm sorry if no, I no, wasn't no. if I wasn't clear. He jumped with a parachute. No, 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 no. I meant just holding stuff in place. Maybe just. Well, that maybe. wouldn't be naked. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to. You know, you par- 
your parachute doesn't just go on your arms. It's your whole body, right? You're in safety your equipment. Shoulder. That's your hmm. Okay. It wouldn't be naked if he was covered in something. <laughs> By the way, who's the guy at Guinness that does this? Uh, we're going to do the most jumps in today. Yeah, no problem. Naked. Okay, so that's a new one. Yeah. I didn't do that. I was actually saying only 60? That's a world record? Huh. In 24 hours? I think it takes a while to fall, get down and then get back in the plane and go back up. Yeah, that's I mean, a that's lot of time. Like, yeah. He'll probably fall pretty quick. <laughs> He's naked. There's nothing holding him back. <laughs> The things people yeah. will do. The things people will do. Have you ever come close to a world record? I remember when I was a little maggot, uh, I tried to do the world record for asteroids. Ah. Playing the video game down at the 7-Eleven when you had to put the quarter in the machine. And, you know, we would put the quarter up there and you put it in and play asteroids. And I could play for hours. And I thought it was pretty decent. Like, I could play on one quarter. I could play maybe three, four hours, you know. I'd sit there and have myself a Slurpee, you know. Keep, keep hydrated while I'm playing. Yeah. And then I found out, like, the world record was four days or something. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I can't do that. It's a lot of slurpees. I can't do that. I can't play asteroids that long, for God's sakes. I've done crazy things, but never. Have you skydived naked? Never skydived naked. I've okay. skydived twice. Uh, which I'm a little jealous of, because that's something I want to do. Yeah. And I you did, did it, it with the Golden the, Knights. The Army Golden Knights, yeah. we Right on the North Avenue Beach for the Aaron Water Show. I was hovering right over... Uh, the Hancock Building. Oh, that's and kind of very cool. Oh, cool. Like looking straight down onto it. I, I, uh, the Blue Angels are coming. They are yes. going to be doing a show in August, and I desperately would love to ride with them. Dear Blue Angels, my name is Bruce. My answer is yes. I'll sign anything you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'd go up with the Blue Angels in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat. Judy, no. come on. No. no, I've turned it down for thirty years. No, I've been trying to get I, it for thirty I know. years. I can't do it. I just can't. Oh. I, I, I'll, what are you saving yourself I for? I think at this I'll point? pass out. You're a cancer survivor. Some, for God's I sakes. know, but I I'm afraid of heights. I'm trying to get past it over, and I I've been doing a great job in these all these years. I've been trying to do it. Is that because we're on but, the sixth floor now, or do yeah, you not get I next mean, to the window? I can look out the window from here, but if I stand in front of that window, I literally my knees go weak. So it's not even something mental. It's a little bit physical too. So yeah, like I said, though, I have tried to get past that. So I've I've done things. So in my book. Doing something madly crazy is like going to the Grand Canyon and standing close to the edge. I couldn't get on, I couldn't get on that that clear. They have oh, a clear yeah, walkway oh God, there. No. The, the oh God, Indian no. tribe up but there. But I has got a pretty close and looked down. Walkway, yeah. And yeah. you know, and it's one of those things. I too. always climb over the railing and try to get oh, as close to the edge as I can to get a picture taken. What's that know? thing called when you? The thing. It, it's like a psychological thing that when you know you know you shouldn't jump, but you want to jump. Oh. It's like if I look yeah. over, I feel like I'm just going to topple over. I'm going to like make myself go over. Really? Oh, I've got some issues. I yeah. So I say. so the blue they don't want me in their plane or on their parachute. Or or with the with the golden knights. Yeah. Cuz I would pull the thing too early or <laughs> scream the, the whole plane. way down. They'd be screaming. <laughs> in the plane exactly. I need jets <laughs> from the plane. <laughs> or I, I would oh. look out and fall out of the plane. So I, uh, uh, I I I uh, a couple of years ago I went up in a biplane. Uh, and so, uh, it was a 1941 Stearman and I was like, did we really have to add how old the damn plane is in there? If you would have just told me it was a Stearman, I would hope it would have made in the last year or two. Yeah. No, 1941 mm. Stearman. And in a biplane like that, the pilot sits behind you. You sit closer to the engine up front. You know, you sit in mm. a row and, uh, I hadn't thought this all the way through. I'll admit that. And he said, okay, so now we have to put the parachute on. 
Excuse me? Well, if we have a problem, we got to... You got to bail out. We got to get out. I mean, is what it is. You got to wear a parachute. So I had a parachute on, which was new. Hadn't worn a parachute like that before. So then I get in the plane. Then you have to get buckled into the plane. There's like seatbelts for the plane, you know, harness and all this stuff. Because we were going to do loop-de-loops and things like that. And he said, now here's my friend, the pilot, Mike. Great guy. He <laughs> flies for American also. Nice. And he said, so here's the deal. He said, uh, we had radio, so you could talk to one another. If he says, I, if I say, get out, get out, get out, unbuckle your seatbelt, not the parachute buckle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big first one. Off, That's a big one. First off, stand up and just step over the side of the plane. Okay, so I'm like mentally preparing for that. He says, now, there's a little bitty mirror. So imagine I have a little windscreen with a, like a rearview mirror on. He goes, if you look in the mirror and I'm not sitting behind you. Oh, good Lord. You didn't hear me. I got out. <laughs> you weren't listening. You should then get out. Okay. Wow. So we went and we did loop-de-loops and we did barrel rolls. Is this, he let me is fly. this kind of plane open air? Oh, yeah, open kind of air. I wore like the leather helmet with the oh, little Red Baron I look like a very bizarre version of the Red Baron. So that's a little crazy to do, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I did not bring a scarf with Come me. On. I wish I did. I know. I missed it. Well, it would have been flying in the face of my yeah, pilot. Exactly. If I did might that. have gotten caught on Just something. Slapping, slapping the hell him, out of yeah. him. He would have gotten out. He would have gotten out and left me in the damn plane. Oh, get out. How do you not? There's very little I'll say no to. Yeah, me too. I, I, my, my first inclination is, do you want? Yes. We haven't even heard all. Yeah, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> hmm. Let's try it. What's the worst that can happen? My racing career, you can make. I, I refer to my, my, my race car driving as the world's longest, most expensive, and least successful suicide. Yeah, it yeah. has been a, it is not for lack of trying. I just want to say that. Yeah. I have the, uh, uh, the plates and the doctor bills and the wrecked race cars to prove it ain't for a lack of trying. Right. Um, we've heard about the cancel culture, right? People say something stupid or do something stupid. All right. Yeah. 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 Are we canceling dead people now? Mm. Okay. So. We know that, that cancel culture, I think it gets labeled a lot of things. Some people deserve to be canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, these people that go on like these racist rants or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I got canceled. No, you didn't. You were a racist jackhole and you got fired. That's, <laughs> that's completely different. Okay. Exactly. But there is some weird things on there. And people are attempting to, I guess I would say, and calling into question dead people. And things that dead people that trying to what cancel them a second time. If you've already assumed room temperature, if you're already buried and in the ground, do we really need to go back and rehash this? Isn't this kind of like speaking ill of the dead, Judy? I would agree, except that you know, if you like, I'm really surprised at the last one here on the list. I did, had no idea. So if I'm going to be talking Who about that? John Wayne, John Wayne had some. Questionable things. Wow. Yeah. So I I would now not, now that I know he was a white supremacist, homophobic, sexist, and just a straight up horrible person, (laughs) I might not, you know, use him in a sentence to someone saying, well, you know, maybe you can be upstanding like John Wayne or something. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of good to know. I I don't think. But he was a great rapper. Here we go. 
Daha, daha, daha. Many people don't know that about John Wayne. Great rapper. Oh, 200 yeah. Indians. What I'm going to add that to my list of why I don't like shooters him. Shooters going to see me through. That's 12 dead and 188 pallbearers. Think I don't know the lyrics? You don't know me. You don't no, know, I know me. You know. Um, other people that are tra- they're trying to cancel retroactively. Thomas Edison. <laughs> that was funny. I actually, I, I watched a documentary about um, uh, a guy that invented like the electric streetcar and and the the technology behind that. And, and Edison, according to this, stole all of his work patents, and patents, and he got n- kind of nothing out of it. He may have invented it, if you will, but didn't get anything out of it. They're seeing Thomas Edison, bad guy. Wow. Gandhi. How about Gandhi? Yeah, Come on. How do you really? find I was, I was, I was looking for Mother Teresa Gandhi. here. Well, it's pretty bad, too. Yeah. Would you like me to tell be, you be why? Be my guest. Yeah, so uh, apparently the way he treated women, he felt guilty about sex. So to purify himself, he would sleep naked with young women and try not to get an erection. He did this repeatedly. One of the women was his grandniece, at the time a teenager. He believed it was able to, if he was able to resist the temptation of flesh, he would be purified. Now, while that might be good on one side, nah, the way you go about it is kind of, yeah. Maybe that should have been a personal do-it-yourself thing. Do you know what it took for me? What, what I what I took from this is, and it's it's kind of like a philosophy that that I had to um, uh, embrace at some point. When at least when I started working in radio, which is nobody, nobody is one hundred percent liked. Oh yeah, there are people who think Gandhi was a piece of trash. There's somebody out there that Mother Teresa. Let me tell you about Mother Teresa. Oh, yeah. I'm okay, sorry she was you know like, and then that, to the flip side, there's people like, well, what about all the good things Hitler did? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, nobody is a hundred percent bad or a hundred percent good. So my goal has always been fifty-one percent good. I go. just want to be slightly in the good category, just for, you know, into general. Fifty-one percent of people go, yeah, he's not, he's not Hitler. He's all right. He's not, you know, he's not that bad. He's not Gandhi. He's not sick. He's not Gandhi, <laughs> but he's not. You know, he's fifty-one percent. There you go. And the fact that they're now going back and and listen, I think some of it is also product of the times. If you're going to go back, and you know, this is like the the argument over statues. Well, you know, he owned slaves. Well, they all did back right. then. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, it's not right. It's not proper. We should acknowledge it. It's horrible. But if you're going to do that, well, then we've got about 100 years of American history where, guess what? A hell of a lot of people own slaves. And it says, like, David Bowie allegedly regularly slept with underage teen girls. And we love to pretend that didn't happen. Well, we know it did happen a lot. And no one did anything. Are you telling me that rock stars engage in Not that it was right. It was always wrong. I'm shocked. Right. It was always wrong. But if you if you were allowed to do it, then you know you can't yeah. come back now, twenty years later, and say, "Well, that was." I mean, it was terrible. Canceling but... of the dead. Come on now, <sighs> over that. All right. Well, you know what? Live and learn. Right. We get better and better as human beings. Checking the headlines on the way, and overnight severe weather might be an understatement as a tornado touched down Naperville area. Um, we're going to be talking to Ray Stajic next about kind of the conditions that created that, and what does the future hold for us? Right. So we talked about, and, and, and listen, it's been the story, partly because what, we don't want to talk about outside the norm, or tornado touching down. Looks like it, it kind of initially touched down in Naperville and then moved its way west through the community of Woodbridge. Um, we Woodbridge. know that. 
Woodridge, excuse me. Five people injured, one critically, mm-hmm. uh, serious. The, some of the, the, the destruction the is... destruction, com- it's crazy. I mean, uh, entire houses, roofs blown off. Uh, joining us right now, he's Weather Channel, Weather Channel meteorologist Ray Stagic. Ray, first off, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Bruce. So, um, I wasn't aware that tornadoes were a thing around here, any more than I thought earthquakes were, and apparently we had one of those a week ago as well. Can you tell us what what converged, why, and what happened that, that brought a tornado to Naperville? Well, you know, it's kind of a classic, you know, we call it a clash of the air masses, but all the dynamics need to be right. You need instability, you need lift, you need something that's actually going to force that air up and that unstable air. We had all those things with the cold front coming on in and the warm, humid air from the Gulf of Mexico. And, uh, you know, right place, wrong time or wrong place, right time, whatever it is. Um, Weather Service is going to go out and do its assessment in the areas you previously mentioned. Um, you know, it does look like we are going to get a confirmed tornado. The Weather Service hasn't officially confirmed it, but we've got video. And from looking at the damage, we actually end up, having an EF rating of a two or higher, which would mean a significant tornado, which has happened before. It doesn't happen often in this area, but it does happen even in through uh, Cook County and the areas that were hit uh, just last night. Um, in the eight-county metro area between 1855 and 2008, 92 significant tornadoes, and there's oh. been a few since then. So we'll wait and see. Weather Service will go out EF2, maybe an EF3 rating. Uh, a little unusual to get up there in the EF3 ratings, but it does happen, and what happens at night, that's when it's the worst. And I know Bruce thinks it's a little bit rare, but, and it used to be, I grew up in Chicago. It used to be rare to have a tornado now. You feel like it's happening more often? It, uh, yes. Is it, Ray? I, I, I do feel like that. And especially in like the Western suburbs. Well, it could be more a function of um, maybe the awareness of it and with social media now, it's almost as if, you know, every tornado gets reported. I mean, even the ones that occur out in, you know, no man's land is what we call it. But, um, you know, there may be some truth to that. But uh, right now, I would think it's more a function of just more awareness of it and, you know, better tracking and, you know, better in terms of the science of knowing whether it's a tornado or whether it's not. Ray Stajic is Weather Channel meteorologist. You know, one of the things that a lot of people noticed, maybe forgot they had, were the tornado warning sirens going off last night, 11, 11.30 p.m., waking right. people up. Judy got woken up by one. Mm-hmm. How does that system work, Ray? And, and, and how did you guys get so good at predicting these? <laughs> well, Weather Service will send the alerts when they see rotation on radar, and that's what we had in this case. And then it was observed, so that's when it becomes a little bit more dangerous. And then, you know, it's sent to, um, you know, the tornado siren network, and that actually happens. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean when you hear sirens go off there's a tornado on the ground, but it does mean there's a warning, and it does mean that you do need to take cover in a safe place. Now, that's interesting. I thought a warning did mean that a tornado has been sighted. Nope. Tornado warning means tornado could be sighted. That is part of it, but there's been rotation located within that thunderstorm doesn't necessarily mean that there is a tornado on the ground. Tornado warning means that a storm is rotating, not confirmed unless they have an observer confirms a tornado. And I, in, in addition to the sirens, I have to say, I love getting that alert on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the more al- the alerts, yeah. the better. It's just, and actually, I had been watching TV a little bit earlier, and there were a lot of scrolls coming up. Not necessarily for my area, so I was surprised when it did go off. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, because, you know, Ray, you would know in the past how many times we did, they didn't have a signal. They didn't have a warning. 
and it's Janina Williams. Right, and, and the concern, Ray, is when it happens at 1130 at night, most people are asleep. They're not aware that all hell's breaking loose outside. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, it, it happens so infrequently that, you know, most people kind of get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of complacency when they hear sure. strong storms, and that's why you want to tune in and get the details. So you know that maybe that night, you need to be a little bit more alert and set your alerts and get ready and a way to get woken up too, especially when it does happen at night. Yeah. Ray, thank you for your time today. We appreciate it. All right. No problem. He's Weather Channel meteorologist Ray Stajic on the extreme weather tornado last night. I say singular uh, as of right now, one tornado could be multiple ones. It's still to be a little bit determined in there, but again, touching down um, uh, Naperville area and then moving um, west to east going through Woodridge, Woodridge uh, yeah. uh, where we also see a lot of damage. Um, uh, one house com- completely, demol- you know, I say when you get down to the concrete pad, kind of, yeah. that's all that's left. Right. I'm like, that's as demolished as it could get, right? Yeah, because I think they were saying, um, they think they'll probably say there was a tornado in Naperville. They they know there was a tornado in Woodridge that touched down. Right. And I it, guess it could be on the ground for, what, almost 30 minutes right. it was on the ground? I wonder, though, and to me, even before touchdown, it's it seems pretty dangerous, even before it actually touches right down. Like when it's it won't hurt the, a couple hurt feet in the, the air. Well, a couple feet, yes. But, yeah, I mean, or, you, know, like, you know, if it's still a couple hundred feet in the air, you're well, not okay, going to notice. Well, okay, but even, like, though, yeah. even if it's 50 you know, the feet wind in the air. Be, yeah, the, the, the wind, wind itself can absolutely. And it was, it was a massive one. I mean, 15 Miles? Is that what they said? The, it, it, the swath yeah, a, yeah. came down? Yeah. That's crazy. That's not a cross. That right, was right, right. Total. No, yeah. I mean where it goes. Yeah, it's just, ah, tornado's scary. So, you know. But it, at least there's warning for tornado. Can I Can I, I mean, it wasn't in? too long ago we didn't even have, not every place had a warning. Mm. Well, not not every natural disaster you can get a warning. Hurricane. You know the hurricane's coming, right? Yeah. Tornado. At least we now have like some of this early warning. For the most part, if you live in a tornado alley, you're you're kind of aware of it. Cheese and I both lived through earthquakes. Yeah. There's no, no warning. warning there. Yeah. No warning. Well, but is there a warning that is there a system that says, hey, there's a, an earthquake no, coming? No, the ground starts right. shaking. Yeah. yeah. You mean, <laughs> you know, I thought no. you meant there's no like there's alert. There's no warning other than yeah. Yeah. it's happening. Right, right, oh, right. No. Yeah. Your phone doesn't go off and go, there's going to be an earthquake in 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. You we don't can go know. Outside. It just happens. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to say that's the only one that was scarier. Like other natural disasters. You have a heads up. Well, a t- hurricane, you have several days, right? A week. It's tornadoes. In the, it's much in the less, middle of the Atlantic. Yeah, it's yeah. coming this way. Yeah. Tornadoes, sometimes it is minutes. It is minutes, yeah. but a, some At least you have a warning. None. Right. Yeah. I, will only I say, didn't think about that. You never have. There is now, no such once thing you as have, a How about if you have like the tembler, as they call it, the little one beforehand? Isn't that a warning sometimes? Well, but you never know, is that the earthquake or is that the prelude? Because yeah. anytime you have one, you're going to have some aftershocks the afterwards. Aftershocks, right. And the aftershocks may be bigger than the original. Right. But you don't have pre-shocks is what I'm saying. There's no pre-shock. No, that's called an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-shock Now, by is the way, the we've had earthquakes here. That was one I, a week ago on yeah, the Indiana, I found Illinois one border. just a couple years ago. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, enough to feel, enough that things shake. We have everything but tsunamis here. Yeah, we have the new Madrid, coming. right? It's coming. The it's new coming. Madrid fault here really southern illinois i believe oh, yeah listen maybe there are faults there everywhere. is there is absolute after the year we've there is nothing that would surprise yeah me. nothing i'm well pa- martian invasion this point i go yep yep is what it is <laughs> see if they're friendly i don't know what to say when that tsunami comes ashore then i'm on the 23rd yeah. floor so it's i could be, be good if nothing one, else though. i could be able to i'm swim about 20 miles it. away so i'm hoping i'll be okay you would hope you are yeah, you would hope, hope you are 
Uh, the Delta variant, how concerned should you be? If you're vaccinated or unvaccinated of a new strain of COVID, now that the Delta variant is confirmed to be in Illinois. But there is a concern out there, and and, and count me as one who wasn't 100% sure about how concerned I should be about the Delta variant. The Delta variant, if I understand correctly, this is the strain, is that is that another way of calling a variant, yep. mm-hmm. of, the COVID vaccine, of the COVID virus that like ran through India, and we saw those horrible Ooh, pictures. Mm-hmm. The Delta variant is, it transmits more easily than the regular version. The regular. Yeah. More aggressive. Thank you. We called it There's the a terminology. Aggressive strain. Um, if you have not been vaccinated, they're saying about 10 to 15% could require hospitalization. 1 to 2% will die because of it. If you haven't gotten the shot, the Delta variant is so contagious that masks six feet distance may not help you. That's that's scary. That's something to take other into consideration. That, other than that, I mean, I, I don't know if that's going to convince anybody that they they need to get vaccinated, but certainly you are starting to see a delineation. You're having the haves and the have-nots. And the- now, since it's a risk for us, vaccinated people? It's low. It's low, but still a risk. This is what I was saying about, this is why I am I get mad, because now I feel like I should be wearing my mask again, because I don't know if people have been vaccinated. And I don't think those people are wearing their mask. Mm. Unvaccinated people are not wearing a mask. Yeah, I was with one yesterday. What am I talking about? So now that person's much more likely than me to get the Delta variant. But once I come in contact with the person who has it, I am at some risk. Very low, as you said. Very low. And and risk of maybe becoming ill, but But, a minuscule risk of becoming hospitalized and or dying of it. Right. Whereas the Delta around someone who has the flu. Right. And the Delta variant, don't forget, that person who isn't vaccinated has a very much higher risk now of being hospitalized or death than the regular COVID-19. I asked the front desk today. Uh, the guy at the front desk says, I don't think we have to wear a mask. And they took the oh, mask. Oh, really? They had, a, they had the, the big sign in the lobby. You know, it's, it's not there. Wait, but did he say, I don't think you have he to wear like a mask? He was trying to read emails, and I just took my mask <laughs> off, and I go, I'm just going to assume. <laughs> yeah. But no they signs. took the signs down. Ooh, that's yeah. nice. That's, a, that's something, right? Yeah. But we're seeing that almost everywhere. So is there going to be a lag time? Are we going to, is it going to be two weeks from now or a week from now? Is that the real test? Because remember, we heard that before when Florida and Texas got rid of their mask mandates. And it's not like they all went to hell in a handbasket. Right. But I will say that the states, um, Alabama, Arkansas, maybe there are like four or five states that have seen the Delta variant, an increase. Yeah. The, those states have a very low percentage of people who've been vaccinated. Yeah, listen, there's no um Well, so but what are they no going to do now? There's no mystery to this. Right. But my point this being like, they're they're wide open. What right. are they going to do? Just stay wide open? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and see Illinois, I think if those numbers start going up. No, don't say this. Don't say uh, it. Well, I Dr. Bleasdale is the one who said it. It ain't over. We talked to her a little bit earlier about this as well. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Bleasdale, again, 
wants you to be smart with it. But I, I, I'll give her credit. She did agree with the reopening of things. Yeah, she said she it was time. Yeah, here we go. Alabama, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Utah. They've seen notable increases of 37% in their, like, seven-day averages. So, But I will say, on the positive side, most states are gearing down towards zero, including yeah. us, including Illinois. Well, I think, and, and, you know, one of the things, and I guess one of the, the concerns, again, just for the Delta variant, is that this version has been doubling about every 10 days. Now, granted, it started at zero. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this version yeah. of it. But that is a concern if it continues to double every 10 days. You don't have to be a math whiz to say, well, that can, that can get out of control quickly, specifically in areas where l- lesser numbers of people are vaccinated. Yeah. But because we're so transient, and because it's easy to cross state borders and state lines, and, and again, the... the um, the Delta variant doesn't care if you're in Indiana, Illinois, Missouri, or Wisconsin. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, or India for that reason. Which or is India. Started. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, and the fact that we have these outbreaks, and we know there's an outbreak, and we're like, okay, well, you can't travel from India, right? We'll contain it. No, you can't. Yeah. No. It's already gone. It's already no, on its I, way. I, 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 it's like yeah. by the time you figured it out, it's Time's already gone. Time sealed delivered. Yep. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That it already moved along like that. So, um, fingers crossed. I hope we continue to move in the, in the right direction. Again, I, I spent. And like we said last week, even I've, you know, I see a lot of people wearing their masks still out and about. And so that might be just what we need. People who aren't vaccinated hopefully are wearing their masks still. Yeah. I came up with a, uh, a test. You ready? Mm-hmm. So if you are unclear, if the maskless person that you've just come into contact with has been vaccinated, I have a surefire way to tell. <laughs> Why? Ask him who won the election. <laughs> That'll tell you whether or not they're vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. The person not wearing a mask. Do you want to know if they're vaccinated or not? Ask him who won the election. That's hilarious. Easy. Simple. Right? Yep. Foolproof. Damn near 100%. <laughs> Damn near 100%. So, uh, again, we'll just continue to, uh, to wish for the best. The Delta variant has been, it is the prominent variant here in Illinois. I guess you would refer to it as prominent in that sense. And, uh, uh, 41, it's in 41 states. So it's here. That's enough of them. Yeah. That's, an, that's yeah. enough. Hopefully states. it'll be contained though. Mm. I'm fine. 10 foot tall, bulletproof. Yeah. I'll be all right. Others, maybe not so much, but uh, you know, I've used my analogy before. The uh, uh, me getting the vaccine versus you getting the vaccine. I use a seatbelt analogy. I wear a seatbelt. You don't. If you don't wear a seatbelt, I think I need to amend it. Me worrying about other people getting vaccinated. This would be like I'm planning on crashing my car, so I run over to your car and tell you to put your seatbelt on before I run into you, <laughs> which I'm not going to be doing. Yeah, no. By the way, not going to be doing. So I wish you loads of luck. You might want to just put the seatbelt on and assume I was going to (laughs) crash. I've seen me drive. And let's get foodie with Carmelo Scalzo, the owner of The Warehouse Chicago. Uh, Can I call you Carm? You can. Ah, nice. I know it's you and Augie. You and Augie are The Warehouse, right? Correct. Tell me. Yeah, tell me a little bit about the background, about about your, your, your place out there. 
So a little background on us. Uh, we're coming up on six years now uh, in the Lincoln Park community. We are located on uh, 1419 West Fullerton, just uh, west of Southport uh, and just west of DePaul University in Lincoln Park. Um, we have been uh, owning and operating that location now for coming up on six years again and um, couldn't be uh, happier to get through some of these crazy times. We're <laughs> back open at uh, 100% now, which is uh, exciting to see people back in and uh, enjoying uh, the warehouse again. Where, where does the name The Warehouse come from? So a little background on us. So uh, my, my partner and I, uh, Augie, uh, basically uh, have been huge Dave Matthews fans growing okay, up. Okay, get out. And, um, so it's a little play on the warehouse uh, fan club. That's part of the Dave Matthews uh, fan club there. Yeah. But um, originally, you know, the family is uh, kind of born and raised in the, um, you know, restaurant business. And uh, we took over the space, uh, which was formerly Via Carducci, and kind of turned it more into a local sports bar uh, pizzeria, um, and that's kind of what we're known for, our, our thin crust and deep dish specialty pizzas. But, you know, we also sell a lot of, um, you know, uh, our burgers and wings, and it's a great spot to just come and hang out with some friends. Uh, it's a great uh, date night spot, and uh, you can yeah. come catch a game. It's got really great food, and uh, we're uh, super excited that we had the support of the community uh, and our friends and family to kind of get through these tough times, and uh, we are ramping back up here. And uh, just excited to uh, be uh, back open and uh, operating now at 100%. You're here. We are talking to Carmelo Scalzo, proprietor of the Warehouse Chicago. I call him Com. Carm. Right. Okay, Carm and Augie. <laughs> Augie's one of my favorite all-time names. Anyway, um, I see you talk about your pizza, but good Lord, your menu's huge. Yeah. Of, with yeah. non-pizza items. It, it kept us going. Uh, it kept us going through, uh, you know, COVID being shut down. Our, our takeout and delivery business uh, was awesome. And, uh, yeah, we, we sell a lot of you know, specialty burgers, wings, uh, a lot of great appetizers. We make everything from scratch uh, daily. You know, we're open every single day. We, uh, we would, you know, love to keep our takeout and delivery business going, even though we have now opened back up. Um, and, but yeah, we have everything from specialty pizzas. We have a great deep dish pizza, but we sell, you know, everything from, you know, wings, pasta, all that good stuff. Carm, Um, I got a question for you. I got a question for you. All right. We're talking again to, to, to Carmelo Scalzo of the Warehouse Chicago. You've got the deep dish pizza, but you also have the tavern style (laughs) thin pizza. Does this start a fight in your place? I thought you had to pick a side of the fence. Isn't this like Cubs and Sox? Don't you have to be uh, one or the other? No, you know what? We we sell a lot of both. Uh, a lot yeah. of people come in for the for the thin crust and, and don't realize that we have a good deep dish as well. And obviously, Chicago is known for that. Yeah. Um, so we sell a lot of different deep dish. We also have you know gluten free options as, as well. So a lot of people uh, note us and we get great reviews on our on our gluten free uh, pizza thin crust. So. Um, it's, uh, it's a definitely a debate in Chicago, but yeah. we feel that we got a, a great option for, for both styles. But just, both. just for the record, for the Carm, record. Oh, you, okay. do, you do sell more, uh, thin crust, right? Than deep dish. Which one? It's been ramping up. You know, uh, a lot of people didn't realize that we had a deep dish pizza and, uh, it's been, um, you know, obviously we have some great competition in Chicago, but we've been, uh, getting some great reviews on our deep dish as well. 
But definitely a lot of our specialty thin crusts. We have like a carbonara thin crust. Our, mm. We were on we were on Chicago's best right before COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, perfect. Uh, angry, yeah. Yeah. Right. Perfect Good timing. timing. Right before, yeah. yeah. So our angry Italian, which we have a great little clip on our on our website, thewarehousechicago.com. It was a clip from Chicago's best that they came and filmed and uh, plugged us, and then COVID hit, and we got shut down. Oh, so it was, nice. a little, it was a little bit of bad timing, but. Uh, please check us out, and uh, you can catch that clip on our website. There's a pizza on there that I don't think Bruce has uh, perused yet. What's and that? It's the one pizza that I know he's going to order. It doesn't matter what time of day. What is that? A Nutella pizza. Shut the front door. Yes. Stop it. Ah, that's right. right to dessert. Yeah. What? Yeah, we have a Nutella pizza. It's got some fresh strawberries and bananas on there. It's a, it's a favorite as well. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So there's Look three now, you. large. Look at you. You are doing big things, Carm. I am not mad at you at all. You know, you talked about having to, to pivot a little bit. It was interesting. I, I was talking to a, a restaurateur. A guy owns a restaurant the other day, and uh, actually on Saturday. And and I was curious to get you to react. He said, you know, hey, we're lucky to be here. We're excited that we're still here. We made it to the other side. I said, what was the toughest part? And he said, the rules kept changing. He goes, it seemed like every other day. He goes, and every time like somebody make a rule, they're like, and by the way, it goes into effect tomorrow at 9 a.m. He's like, hold on. He goes, it was like a fire drill. You know, we had to keep running around and changing things all the time. How difficult was it to continue to, the word we're going to retire, pivot over the last year? It was, it was tough on us. It was tough on our staff, right? Trying to be prepared. And, and we're still trying to ramp back up here. And, and we ask everybody, I'm sure, in, in the industry as well to kind of just be patient with us, right? So it was kind of like last minute. You're at this capacity or at that capacity. And, and now we're trying to ramp back up, uh, hiring, you know, staffing for the front of the house and back of the house. But, uh, it was a challenge. But, uh, you know, again, we'd like to thank the community for supporting yeah. us. Um, they were coming in and so just, you know, saying, we hope you guys make it through this. We love you guys and your oh. food's awesome. So coming in, supporting us when we just had takeout delivery, which was, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, now they're coming in and just saying it's great to be back in, in the place and, and enjoying the, uh, you know, dining in. Is there always cool. Dave Matthews band playing in the background? Is mm -hmm. it just like on a loop? Am I just going to hear all the uh, albums? Is that know, how that's going to work? You know what? We we, we try to play a little bit of everything. You know, I know uh, we definitely have some Dave Matthews playing, but we'll, we'll also just switch it up and uh, play a little mad. bit of everything. I'm not mad yeah. at some DMB. Don't get me wrong. I'm okay with it. No, it's all good. We, he's coming back in town, so we're excited uh, oh, to have him back in Chicago. Bring and, him some pie. You know, we usually, yeah. We we try to hold an event too, so we try to have like buses that you know we'll we'll have Perfect. a free party at the at the at the venue, and then uh, you know we take them to and from. Uh, you know our our location to the the concert space, so uh, we're uh, we're excited That's that concerts are just back in town as well. And I just want to mention really quick that uh, you also, of course, have some great craft beer on tap. Goes as well, well with, right? Goes well. Goes with, well with uh, pizza. the food. I yeah. believe. Yeah, we try to support local, so we'll always have some local Chicago drafts uh, available on uh, cans and and uh, available on draft, and try to continue to just keep. Supporting local as, as everybody has done for us uh, as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, excellent beer selection and, and you know specialty cocktails and and all that good stuff. Carmelo, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, again, uh, you know, appreciate all the support and support local if you can. Yeah, uh, try to order direct. You know, all the all the small businesses Ooh, appreciate it. Great There's point. All those uh, you know fees and everything that's mm -hmm. ramped back up that we got open back up so please visit the, you know your local 
your local uh, watering hole or sports bar pizzeria. Order direct when you can, and we appreciate all the, the love and support. And, again, a quick shout-out to Noreen uh, at Heron Agency for thank you for being able to coordinate this for us and give us a little exposure. She's been a great uh, support uh, in Lincoln Park and, and a friend yeah. through these crazy times. Get your shout-out to him. Carm, good job. Yeah. The warehouse. You can find, by the way, order direct, where thewarehousechicago.com. There you go. Order direct there. Oh. Carmelo Scalzo, right? Doing a heck of a job with his place, the warehouse bar and pizzeria. I love that they have thin crust and deep dish. Yeah. And Nutella pizza. Did you and see Nutella how he just that. wouldn't answer the well, question? He's, he he's was a politician. Both ends. Switzerland. I think Carm is ready to run he, for Alderman. Yeah, I think he's, he's on his way. both ends, yeah, but we know. That Which they is the better pizza? More. They both are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the thin uh, the pizza looks really good. It does yeah. look really good. I'm ready for pizza for yeah. breakfast for God's sakes. Let's get that on there.